ask me, are you Jimmy Ray? And I always ask them in reply, who wants to know? Welcome to Music Raygun. He's Kirk Pinchon. And he's Paul Ciampanelli. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips. Ain't that right, Captain Kirk? Del yeah. Del yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good pull from our old pandemic. <laughs> pan- Bring it back from the old pandemics. Do you get the reference from no. the top of the show? You don't? Don't even, uh, not even close. Were you listening to any popular music in the 1990s? No, it's all classical for me. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember? Are you Jimmy Ray? Are you Mad Ray? Oh! That song, Who Wants to Know? Who Wants to Know? You don't remember that? I One Hit that Wonder vaguely. by a guy named Jimmy Ray. Whose yeah, hit was called yes. Are You Jimmy Ray? Yes, I do know that song. Very bad. Yes. From like 96? <laughs> yeah. Something no. like that? Yeah. yeah. Not a huge hit, but a, a, a hit. Enough of a one hit yes. wonder, but like forgotten. Yes. You know? Literally didn't think of it till you just said it, right? Yeah, I wondered if I said it at the top yeah. if you'd get the reference, but it's too obscure. Too even, obscure even for me. When spoken out loud. Yes. Yeah. But when, now you do it with the, with the rhythm. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. a great song. No, not good. Not, not good. Uh, but catchy, and it's been stuck in my head for like now it's fucking weeks. in my head. So thanks, Paul. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Ray is not the topic of this episode. Thank God. Imagine if we yeah we have ten clips all Jimmy <laughs> well, Ray. It's going to be our longest episode yeah. ever, and we're not going to talk about the song "Are You Jimmy Ray?" No, because that's too obvious. Why would we do that? I wonder if he had a follow up that like didn't chart, but he had another single. I would think he'd have another single yeah. that went nowhere because that was. Big enough that like, oh, let's get another one out there. And that one will be the main one, and this one will be the starter pack. Or often you there are there are artists who you think are one hit wonders, but they technically had another yes, song. The two hit wonders. Break the top one hundred yeah. or even the top twenty, and you're like, I've never heard of that song. Yeah. But it was technically quote unquote a hit. Yeah. But I doubt that Jimmy doubt. Ray ranks in that category. We've already talked too much about Jimmy Ray. We have. And yeah. he's not the topic. What is the topic? Oh, Legendary, legendary video mm-hmm. director, Julian Temple. Julian Temple. Yes. This is only the third episode we've done <clears throat> where the topic is a music video director. Yes. Uh, it's been a while in terms of time, but not really in terms of episodes. If anyone is like binge listening yeah. to our show years from now, <laughs> it's only a few episodes ago that we did Godly and Cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. was right before the pandemic. Yes. So it was a year yes. and a half ago. So for us, I feel like it's time. To it feels it like it's a long time. And our first one was Zibby Ribs. Zbigniew Ribczynski was the first one. Which was a great way to start it off. I love that you call him Zibby Ribs. Zibby Ribs. Is it because you can't remember how to say his full name? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Zbigniew Ribczynski. Yeah. And, you know, he and I were tied. Yeah. Zibby Ribs. Um... The theme so far of all three mm-hmm. music video directors who we've covered in our covering is that they worked predominantly in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Julian Temple did a lot of 80s. All but one of these clips is from the 80s because oh. the first one's from the 70s. I have one from the 90s. Oh, you have one? From, oh, okay. Yes. I know which one you're early. talking about. Very I, early. I, I thought it was late mm-hmm. 80s, yeah. but it's okay. It's early 90s. Oh, uh, okay. So, how do you know Julian, Julian Temple? Temple? Because the only way I know him is because of David Bowie. Um, 
Well, he's directed a few movies. Yeah, the uh, David Bowie movie that I'm in is Absolute Beginners. Absolute Beginners, yes. which I've never seen. I never saw it either, but they promoted the fuck out of it on MTV. Oh. And then they had some videos and, and clips and stuff from it. And that's what they're like, oh, Julian Temple, Julian Temple. And that's yeah. how I got to know who uh, he was. He directed one of my favorite movies, a scene from which we've done on the show before. Oh, my. What? Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, he did Earth Girls Are Easy? Yes. Damn. I mean, that movie is almost entirely a Julie Brown. Like, yeah. creatively, she wrote it. It's purely from the mind of yes. Julie Brown. But the studio got Julian Temple to direct it. Makes sense. I had no idea. In my head, that was a Julie Brown directed one. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. But she, I mean, she wasn't a director and mm. they didn't trust her. Yeah. To do it, I'm sure she would have liked to. Yeah, probably. They almost didn't let her co-star in either. I mean, she what she intended to play the Gina Davis part, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't let her do that either. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there's one video we're going to see tonight that I think is the most direct connection to Earth Girls Are Easy, but his style is and, and the the types of artists he worked with vary so much all over the map that there's not much of a through line. No. Through the videos we're going to watch, other than that, he directed them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like with, with, uh, my man Zibby Ribs, you mm -hmm. could see, like, he had, he had, like, a thing. He yeah. had, like, a brand. It's some sort of godly and cream. There were certain techniques that yes. they, I don't know, maybe there, I didn't look that closely at these. I but couldn't really tell, because some was, of them, I'm like, this could have been anybody. Yeah. When I was, when I was researching in the, the episode and looking at the clips, I was mostly taking with the variety of it. So many different artists. Yeah. Like, surprising. You're like, oh, my God. They they directed... Like, the one I'm talking about, I'm like, wait, you directed him? Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, he he directed Earth Girls Are Easy, with, which is this very, uh, you know, primary colors. Yes. Bubblegummy. Crazy movie. Pop comedy yeah. movie from 1988. But he got started with the Sex Pistols. Which is weird, considering yeah. where he ends up. Yeah, as a 20-something, he got started following the Sex Pistols. He made the great rock and roll swindle mm. Sex Pistols documentary. Yeah. And the first clip we're going to watch is the music video he shot for God Save the Queen. Oh, okay. By the Sex Pistols. Which is mostly just a performance video. Yeah. But it's still worth watching. And by the way, here's how many great videos he made. A, I didn't include a clip from Earth Girls Are Easy as mm. much as I wanted to. And there's plenty of music in that. Oh, there's so much. Uh, listeners should go back to, I think it was our second dance episode, Dance 2. Yes, you have. Where we watched there. that dance-off yes. scene. That's the best yeah. clip anyway. That's a great clip. He directed an Iggy Pop video, and I didn't even choose it for this episode. Were you tempted, or were you like, I should put it in? I was very tempted. I had it down to six. Mm-hmm. Uh, clips of my choice and I couldn't decide what to get rid of and ultimately I decided the video itself wasn't the most interesting Okay, and if I was going to include it it was just to include Iggy Pop Yes, and so on that basis I decided to cut it okay. but, but that gives you a sense of like how many different artists he worked with oh, so and, and how good the videos are. Yeah. But let's start with the Sex Pistols I don't know how you feel about the Sex Pistols I'm assuming hatred or at least no feeling. I at find all. them. I their their music is awful, but I find them fascinating. Yeah, they are fascinating. Uh, yeah, Johnny Ryan is a great frontman. Yeah, I mean, just the general like, yeah, we suck. Yeah, at musicianship, and we don't fucking care. Is fascinating. Man. 
it fascinates me that at this time this was considered like just noise or whatever. But to me, it's real like poppy and sing-songy. I agree. Like if yeah. you hear like this compared to like death metal, yeah, you're like, oh, this is like pleasing. Yeah, yeah it's just. Like, that guitar hook is just like a la, 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 yeah, la. Like, it is. But back in the day, they must have been like, this is scandalous. Yeah. Well, for the content, too, because they're insulting the queen. Yes. How dare you? Yeah. Wasn't it, uh, Sid Vicious was like, he could barely play bass. Yeah, he couldn't, he could not play bass. Yeah. And he also didn't actually play bass on this record or any of the songs from the first album. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he joined afterwards and didn't actually play on the album. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Steve Jones on guitar, who's now just like everyone's Uncle Steve. Yeah. He's how the do, best. How do you think about, how do you feel about Johnny Lydon now? Well, he was like pro-Trump and, because uh, he's just like such a contrarian. Yeah. I'll bet he's anti-vax. Yeah. Yeah. But he's fascinating. And even when he's at a, his most obnoxious and I disagree with him the most, I, I, I like John Lydon. Their interviews were always fascinating because, like, they just leaned so hard into, like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I don't and the think anyone... Show and, yeah, yeah, and I don't think anyone has been able to, like... A lot of people have tried... Bands have tried to do that. Yeah. And I don't think they've done it as well as these guys. I think... I mean, he's obviously... Like, it's all like, oh, I'm snotty and I don't yeah. care about everything. But he was always obviously very intelligent. Yes. And I think he proved with Public Image Limited, it's like, oh, there he has a lot more layers, and yeah. he's also creatively really fascinating and talented yeah. guy. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't create punk rock, but he might as well have. Yeah, I love when he rolls his R's when he sings oh. the a moron. Did they only have one album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, I mean, they broke up pretty fast. That's they they yeah, flamed out. But yeah, the video is, you know, uh, shots of them performing the song intercut with, like, shots of the cops being cops. Yes, and fire. The coppers, the, the coppers. bobbies. And then things being lit on fire. Yeah. But yeah. this is how this is how Julian Temple got to start with the sex book. I mean, did you say he was, like, 24 or something? He was pretty young, I think. Yeah. I think he might have been born in 1950, early yeah. 50s. Yeah, so way young. But also, you just like, how we went from here to like the other artists that were going to capture, like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I don't know what the bridge was where like all kinds of pop artists were like, get me Julian Temple for my video. Yeah, yeah. You mean the guy who's the good director? The sex Temple? Sex Temple? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's so funny to think that he started, that was his first game, the sex. Yeah, he hasn't directed a ton of movies, but it's hilarious to me that among them are the Sex Pistols documentary, Absolute Beginners, yeah. which I think is a movie about dancers. Yeah, based David on a Bowie. David Bowie song. It's not a great movie. And the Julie Brown movie, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. Like he's all the dude he's is all really over all the over the place. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's like. Again, that's all from the eighties. I don't know yeah. like what he does now or how active he is. Yeah, but, nor I. Uh, but let's move on to your first clip, which is a band I'm aware of, but not very well, so I don't know the song. Oh, my God, that's crazy. This is uh, classic ABC uh, New Romantics. Another bad creation. Another bad creation <laughs> when <laughs> they, they changed up their sound mm-hmm. and became New Romantics and yeah. more suits. Yeah. Um, yeah, ABC before ABC, another bad creation. Yeah. 
uh, was like a neo-romantics group. They had like four or five huge hits. So I'm sure you might not know Poison Arrow, but uh, How to Be a Millionaire, The Look of Love. The Look of Love. Look of yeah. Love. I love that song. I like new romantic shit too. ABC's yeah. a band that I should get into. Yeah. Um, but I just never have. You might like this song. And to yeah. me, to me, this is, this sounds weird, but I'm like, this is my Julian Temple. Yeah. Like this, can, even, even when we get later stuff, this is like how I associate Julian Temple with like new romantics, mid eighties stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. this is like 84, I think. Uh, okay. Or maybe like yeah. 83 actually. Yeah. Yeah. Poison Arrow by ABC. Anything in particular about the video that you like? No, it's real early eighties London. Yeah. Pretentious. Right now they're on stage looking at a play and they're in love. Ooh. And she shoots a poison arrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm gonna ask you a question that I think I know the answer to. Because yeah. you did a lot of acting and yeah. Kyle College and even high school. High school and college did a lot of acting. Yeah. Kirk, did you ever develop a crush on a co-star? That never happens. <laughs> That's just like a no. trope. In when you movies. did high school theater, you never had a crush on that. No, never. <laughs> just thousands upon thousands. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Every girl in every, every production you were ever in. Exactly. And then it was like, you were like, this is real. Yeah. Because it's all it's you're together. We're, it's so heightened in this high school anyway. And you're together every night working on shit. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's I, can't yeah, I know this song Mark, I know this song yeah I figured I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Look of Love but yeah. I do really like this song to me like New Romantics they just know how they know their base yeah yeah it's uh, a, a, it was a very uh, fleeting subgenre yes. that left a big mark yes and oh here's another song you might know because this is early ABC, so they're very. This is their edginess. Yeah. And then they just started leaning into like pop R&B. So they have a. It's a great song. They have a great song called "When Smokey Sings." Yeah. When Smokey Sings. <laughs> I a tribute violence. to Smokey Robinson. Just, yeah, this yes. is like late '80s, and they're like, we're not really edgy anymore. We're just yeah. yeah. We're just gonna talk, sing about what we love. Like the the genre is also sort of amorphous to me mm-hmm. in that. I'm not sure which acts count as new romantic. Yeah, it's like, very for true. example, I know the look of Boy George is pure new romantic. Yeah, but is Culture Club new romantic? I think they would be labeled in because like Duran Duran is very heavily new romantic. Yeah, okay, yeah. But Depeche Mode is not. Is the Cure? No, but the look kind of takes mm-hmm. from the look of A new romantic. Bit. I mean, Duran Duran looks different than the Cure. Like Duran Duran what about the Human to... League? Or is that too electro pop? That might be electro pop, but then I think they moved into your... it. Is all very amorphous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like to me. Back in the day, they didn't have the director label yet on the videos. Right. That came much later. But like, if you told me, yeah, some guy named Julian Temple directed this, I'd be like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Sounds like a new romantic name. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know Julian Temple is British just because his name is Julian. Yes, and because it's also early 80s, they're like, we're going to have a lot of arrows. Yeah, and this, I mean, New Romantic is a very British genre. Yes. This video is very British. 
see he's looking at the stage. Yeah. She shoots it at him. Yeah. How many arrows did that woman shoot in that video? I think she shot at least four, if not five. Only four? I think there were more than four. I think there were. Well, a guy shot one or two as well. Mm. So it's just Julian going, it's called Poison Arrow. Yeah. Let's just A to A on this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A to A, guys. Don't overthink it. Right. Give me a bunch of fucking arrows. We're still inventing this whole thing. Yep. I'm going to be one of the auteurs of it, so <laughs> yeah. just listen to what just, I have to Just say. trust me on this. Eight A is the way to go. I worked with the sex pistols. Yeah. They trust me. Yeah. Uh, no, that was great. Yeah. I, do, I do like ABC. I should know more about them. You, yeah, you dig them. Uh, yeah. You dig them highly. Let's talk about another legendary British band in a totally different vein. Yeah. The great Judas Priest. I know one Judas Priest song. And it's this one. Oh, you know more than this. You know you got another thing coming. That's Judas Priest? Yeah. Well, I thought that was someone else. Yeah, you know other you Judas Priest. You got another thing coming. Yeah. Sounds exactly like this song. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This isn't fun. this isn't my favorite Judas Priest song. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's the best. Julian Temple directed like all of the videos for their big hits. Mm-hmm. I chose this one cuz I think it's the best video. Okay. I'm just going to I didn't have time to do a ton of research, so I just copied and pasted from Wikipedia. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a segment of the uh, of the Wikipedia article about this video. Directed by Julian Temple. Oh, this is Breaking the Law. Which for me, as a child of the 90s, always mainly makes me think of Beavis and Butt. That's Even I still think of that. I was in my 20s. I yeah. still think of that. That's what I think of. I couldn't find a clip of them watching the video. Which is, I always assumed, because huh. it became kind of a catchphrase for yeah. them and was used in the cartoon segments every time they would get into mischief. Yeah. They would start going, breaking the law, breaking the law. And that's what we would do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, I'm surprised there's no video on that. Directed by Julian Temple. The video, this is just a description of what we're about to see because mm-hmm. it's complicated. The video starts with vocalist Rob Halford singing from the back of a 1974 Cadillac Fleetwood Eldorado convertible. Traveling, traveling along on the Westway section of the A40 in West London. The car eventually parks outside an unnamed bank midway down Frith Street at the intersection with Bateman Street in London's Soho district. The decor suggests it is a branch of Barclays Bank. The location is presently a Japanese restaurant, Chodo Mare, London. Halford meets with two men dressed as priests carrying guitar cases and they enter the bank together. Gee, do you think there are guitars in those cars? I'm wondering. For the Breaking the Law chorus, the two men remove their disguises and are revealed to be guitarist K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton. What? They are then joined by bassist Ian Hill and drummer Dave Holland. The people in the bank are incapacitated by the guitars. Meanwhile, the security guard, who has only just awakened, watches in amazement on the closed-circuit television screens. The band breaks into the safe with Halford showing extraordinary strength in pulling apart the iron bars. Halford takes from the safe a golden record awarded for the British Steel album. The music video was shot before the album went platinum. They soon leave the bank with the record. Get back into the car. I lost my place here. Get back into the car and drive away. Concert footage of Judas Priest is now on the closed-circuit television screens, and we see the security guard miming along with a fake guitar very much lost in the music. The video ends with the full band driving back along the A40, repeating the chorus until the song is finished. That is the most thorough description of a music video I've ever seen on Wikipedia, and 
kudos to whoever wrote Yes, that. I was just thinking that. Very thorough, almost unnecessarily so. I mean, there's not a lot in this video. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, Judas Priest fans are very serious. They don't fuck around, man. Yeah. Later, I mean, I love early 80s metal because mm. it's still just basically hard rock. It's, yeah, and it's, it's not, not real hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too obnoxious. Breaking the Law is just a cool song. It's dumb, but it's cool. I don't hate the song at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's the sleeping security guy. Yeah. Oh, this looks so old. 1980. Wow. Look at all that hair on Rob. Oh, just glorious. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I do like Breaking the Wall. I think I like You Got Another Thing Coming a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I prefer Breaking the okay. Wall. Oh. I mean, later he would get much more metal, like Screechy! Yeah, but yeah. here he's just sort of singing like it's a normal rock. Yeah. Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> I mean, that's the best part. <laughs> it's awesome. Even if you don't like metal, you gotta sing yeah, along. Yeah, you gotta just love breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they're like, the music is hurting my ears. Oh, yeah. It's just noise, you know? It's noise. It's, I, I can't do anything. Yeah. And they're holding the guitars like guns. Oh, they're so cool. <laughs> this is hysterical. <laughs> Oh, it's so great. I mean, he does have pipes. This show, this song doesn't really show up as much. No, I think it like, later ah! does. Yeah. Well, breaking the law, breaking the law. That's such a good part. <laughs> yeah, that's a great hook. Yeah. I also love that, like, oh, they're not robbing the bank. They're taking back what's already theirs. It's theirs. It's Someone's their gold record. Them. Yeah, which I, I never even clocked. Yeah. I always just thought of this as a bank robbery. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. No, they don't want the money or the jewels. Yeah. They want what's theirs. This is just gold record. Yeah. Well, look at him showing the record to the He's camera. Like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Siren sounded. Oh, yeah, now it goes into consequences. The shots of London in the 80s are fascinating. I love the security guard playing the guitar. Yeah, the, like, cardboard guitar. Yeah, this song, this song kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> and you also love it, too, because it's so short. Oh, yeah, what is this? Uh, <laughs> two and a half minutes. You're like, come on. Freaking Judas off. Priest gets it. I love the shots of them singing it in the, in the convertible. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. You also are like, you know, it's fucking cold there. It's yeah. London and like dreary. It's fucking cold what they're doing. Yeah, they rule. <laughs> Again, though, like, Julian Temple, you're like, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, no, I don't know how he got started with Judas Priest. I mean, I could see the connection from the Sex Pistols to Judith, Judas Priest yeah. easier than to like ABC. Yeah. Because they're they're hard rock. Exactly. That's why yeah. it's just all over the place. Uh, my favorite Judas Priest song, which he also directed the video for, but it was basically just like one of those early videos where it's just them doing a concert and mm-hmm. there's nothing particularly interesting. It's, uh, Living After Midnight. You know that song. Oh, I do Living know Living After, after Midnight. That you was even what? poppier than... Fucking Judas Priest had hooks. Judas Priest rules, man. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be... I'm not a huge heavy metal yeah. fan, but Judas Priest rules. They really do have some hooky shit, man. I th- We've had Judas Priest on the show before. Do you remember when? No. The whole episode we did on heavy metal parking lot. Oh yeah! It was a it was a priest concert, oh, so you had all those right. those Baltimore dirtbags oh, talking about priests. Yes. <laughs> oh god, that was classic. That was yeah. a great one. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's great. Yeah, great early Julian Temple video. Yeah, making his making his bones, <laughs> making his bones, making his bones. All right. Uh, next up, we have uh, oh yeah, artist very closely associated. This with. is this is where because this is David Bowie doing Blue Jean. Yeah, and this was. Uh, this is where I first learned of Julian Temple, even though I, ABC like looks like a Julian Temple yeah. video. This is where, because like Absolute Beginners was coming out, and MTV was all over it, and Blue Jean was coming out, because this was right after the Less Dance album. Yeah. So Bowie was fucking huge again. And they're like, oh, what's his next album? What's he going to do? And he came out with this song called Blue Jean, which is, this is part of Absolute Beginners, I think. Mm-hmm. But Blue Jean in itself, there was like, it was like a 12-minute video. It was like a short film. Mm. And then MTV played it for a while. Then they're like, let's just play the music part and call it a day and we'll do the video. Yeah. So that's what this is. Does it, ha- it has scenes from the movie or the song is featured in the movie? I think but the, the song video is featured is in the movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or it might not be from Absolute Beginners. It might Similar have just style. been a short film. Yeah. That Julian Temple did. It's like 12 minutes long and then they did Absolute Beginners. Because Bowie has a song called Absolute yes. Beginners as well. That, did did Julian from, Temple direct a video for that? Do we know? That I don't know. Okay. That I don't know. But I love this. This is an Ladies underrated David Bowie song. Underrated. I don't think I know the video. Typical David Bowie cool weirdness. Yeah. Bougie. Yeah. Do you know this? Oh, yeah. Oh, such. I love this song. And it was one of those, like, Oh my God, David Bowie's out with a new album. Let's Dance was so big. And then you saw this, and you're like, wow, this is weird. Because <laughs> this boy going, I'm not going to do Let's Dance again. And then he did Dancing with Dancing in the Streets in with the streets. Uh, Mick. Yeah. And was like, maybe that's enough of 80s Bowie. Yeah, for, maybe for... we don't need any more. And then now, you come back and do something different. Do you think, Kirk Pinchon, yes. that 80s Bowie is better than 70s Bowie? No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, wait. Ooh, my favorite album is Young Americans. That's 70s. Is it late 70s? Then yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, then, then David Bowie. Because Let's Dance is okay. It's all right. Um, yeah. What about China Girl? Do you like I don't like China Girl. Girl. I like Modern Love. I love Modern oh, Love. Modern Love is great, yeah. Um, and China Girl's a Iggy Pop cover. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Um, well, you know David Bowie and Iggy Pop are yeah, like besties. Yeah. yeah. And I do like this song a lot. Bowie is doing in this video that thing that uh, hipster chicks love to do for Halloween, which is he's painted to look like, like his makeup is such that he looks like a, like a painting. Yes, yes. Uh, he looks fucking great. I, I love when hipster girls uh, dress up as like a Lichtenstein for yeah, Halloween. I love know? Lichtenstein, yeah. man. Hell yeah. It's sort of what Bowie's got going on yeah. here. Yeah, and then it's Bowie also being a nerdy guy in the club. I wouldn't say nerdy. Well, he's you no, know, he can't he's, open a bottle of wine. Oh, okay. He's like talking loudly to the girl, and the girl's like, "I just want to fuck the guy on stage." Oh, I thought you just meant that, like, '80s Bowie, where he's just like oh. wearing a suit and tie and nothing no. weird is, oh, is no, nerdy. He wears a wonderful suit and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I love the um, TV nerdy. Oh yeah, he is nerdy. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's a great story. I'm sure people know this, but like. Before Let's Dance, yeah. uh, on Serious Moonlight and stuff, he was in a fight with his manager, mm-hmm. and his manager was ripping him off, and so he goes, fuck it, I'm not recording. I'm not going to record anything until this contract is done. And yeah. he didn't. 
And then that contract ended, and he's like, fuck this manager. I'm going to come up with the biggest pop album ever of my career, and he will get shit. <laughs> and that's why he did Let's Dance, strictly so he could fuck off his manager. I love when great art is achieved out of spite. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was a great album. He's like, and he's specifically like, I'm going to make a pop album. Yeah. The pop album that this guy wanted me to make, I'm going to make it. It's going to be huge. He will get none of it. That reminds me of Marvin Gaye's album, Here, My Dear. Yes. Which he recorded just to pay alimony. Yeah. <laughs> Here, my dear. Here, my Here dear. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a whole short film after it. So a bunch of stuff happens before that video yeah. and after. I've not seen the short film in ages. I only saw it on MTV. I think it's on YouTube if you want to look at it. It's like 12, 15 minutes. Yeah, and I, I really should see Absolute Beginners. I bet I'd dig it. You probably would dig it. I've yeah. only seen clips of it. I don't really know it that well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, this next artist uh, is a bit of a weird turn. And I was surprised that this artist even had a music video, let alone one that was... Directed by Julian Temple. This is Jean-Michel Jarre, a French French electronic music artist. I know the name vaguely, maybe because of you? Have you mentioned this guy before? I don't think I've mentioned Jean-Michel Jarre. I've, I've had some other electro, like, European weirdos. You have before. an affinity for French Like weirdos. Bruce Hack, I think we watched a video okay, for, yep, yep, before. Yep. And In I do, general, I do. You, like, you like French weirdness. Yeah, I don't know, like... Jean-Michel Jarre's entire oeuvre, just to keep it French. <laughs> well done. But I listened to his album Equinox a lot in my 20s. That sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> um, this is from his album Magnetic Fields. Okay. Which is the English trans- translation, I think it's called like Le Chant Magnique yeah, or something like, like that. That's um, but it's one of those albums where, like, it's got five tracks and they're all called, like, Magnetic Fields Part 1, Magnetic oh. Fields Part 2. Oh, so this is the okay. video for Magnetic Fields Part 2, and it's an electronic music instrumental with an interesting video. I'm wondering if Anne is a fan of Jean-Michel Jarre. Yeah, I'm sure that you won't it like sounds, this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if he was popular enough to get a, a Julian Temple directed yeah. music video. So what year is this? This is, like, 82. Oh, okay. 81 or 82. Uh, let me look it up because I did write it down. You really did a lot of uh, early Julian Temple then. Well, most of his stuff is from yeah. the early 80s. This yeah. is 81, actually, okay. Magnetic Fields. Uh, so for this early in music video history, it's real creative on like a big new Ribchinsky level. And the Zibby Ribs level. Yeah. And these are planets. That's Jean-Michel Jarre. Oh yeah, I hate this. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, you I thought I'm dancing to it. I thought it might the beat might have gotten. I you. like the beat. The top, the top synth. I'm not feeling. Okay, this video is a we, nightmare. We zoom into an igloo where Jean Michel is playing keyboard. What well. did he pull from his skin? Who knows, man? Some French thing. <laughs> it looked like I don't know some electronic. Equipment. And he's got that like old computer monitor. This is fascinating. Yeah. And now I don't some. We're zooming through a landscape. Again, this is so, this is weird. But if you said Julian Temple did this, I'd be like, I guess? Yeah. Compared to like... It doesn't match... No, it doesn't match Poison Arrow. It doesn't match yeah. Blue Jean. doesn't match Breaking the Law. No, not at all. This now he's in a forest and there are women releasing doves. 
and he just runs deeper yeah, into the forest. He doesn't acknowledge their presence because he just keeps running. And now that's the thing that the other guy pulled out of his skin. But much larger. Now it's the size of a man. What is in his hand? Oh, it's a compass. A compass. Okay. And now the hands of the compass are have become men who are dancing. I mean, this is really weird Julian Temple. Yeah. yeah. This is might be his weirdest. I would bet that the whole concept is Jean-Michel's and... Yes, and not yes. Julian. And Julian's like, I, I can, I can work with this. Yeah. I can do, I can do this. But it's, it's, it's very like he is now in the walking computer? in like he is tiny sized and walking on a ju- on a computer chip. Yes. So it's all very like I'm an electronic artist, and this video is going to be all yes. electronic-y. Yes. You've never seen anything like this. You certainly haven't, because it's only 1981. Yes. This is. Unbelievable for 1981. It's incredibly groundbreaking. It looks yeah. way dated now, but back then it was must have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now he's in a desert with sunglasses, just like running on sand dunes. And there's a man with a like a like it's a, a shepherd or yeah. And he's like, no, that's not the guy. What is he looking for? I don't know. He's don't got know. his giant compass. Oh, he's continuing to track the thing that was in the guy's arm. Yeah. That is now big. Is it the same one, or is he finding several of them? I thought he was finding several. You don't like this music? I don't. I like the. I like the drum track. I cannot stand the synth. It's jarring. You can't. Could you break dance to this? No. Now he's underwater. There's no rhythm to get to. Oh, we found another one underwater. Do you think? Yeah. We're not getting what this means, or is this all bullshit? Por qué no los dos? <laughs> Say that. Por qué no los dos? Why not both? That's true. It could be both. Like, there's a deeper meaning here we're not catching. I'm, I'm hoping by the end we will learn what these objects are that he's so uh, desperately hunting. Now well, he's that got one a, that's... that's was that's, it a flower? It's just like a... Oh, it's like a computer chip itself. Oh! His, his keyboard wasn't working without it. It was a piece. It was a part for his keyboard. It was a part of his keyboard stuck in some guy's arm. That that guy pulled it out, tossed it? Yeah, I don't fully follow it. He started off in the igloo where he was playing his keyboard. Yes. And the Inuit man who was in the igloo pulled it from his own skin. Yes. I didn't notice that Jean-Michel's keyboard stopped working. He just suddenly went on a quest to find more of these things. Better? But at the end, he inserted one into his keyboard and then seemed happy and started playing his keyboard. Yes. So I guess that's Man's soul being placed into music to make technology <laughs> better. Sure. All right. Boom. Sure. Nailed it. Uh, but that was this is a fun music video. That was a, that was actually despite the song. That's a great fucking video. I like the song too. I, it's a great video. I could do without the song, but God, that video yeah. is really fun. It's maybe really it's because maybe it's because you haven't heard the whole album. So like, <laughs> Magnetic Fields Part Two taken out of context. Yeah. Just maybe that sense to you. Maybe Part Five slaps. I'm gonna ask. Um, as a favor that you sit and listen to the whole album front to back, just I'm going to I'm going to promise this. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it if it's on Spotify tomorrow while working. Wow, that's I was kidding, but no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Meaning, I'll I'll give each track a listen. If, yeah, if they're if they're this short, then I'll go through all of it. If they're long, I'm going to skip through. Well, I think there are only five tracks, so I doubt that they're all that short. Or maybe. 
this track was edited down for, for music video, video yeah. length. Yeah. I'm gonna look I'm gonna look it up and I'll report back on the next episode. I'll say this. I would watch that as a feature. <laughs> as an <laughs> as a ninety minute film of Jean Michel Jarre searching for these electronic pieces throughout different landscapes across, around the globe while the entire album plays, I would watch that whole thing. You'd be like, I could go to the new art. It's a little Koyana Scotsy. It's I a don't little know who that is. That is a like a formalist film uh where it's just like a from the eighties where it's just a lot of footage of different stuff that Philip Glass oh, did the soundtrack oh, to. Oh, okay, okay. This is a little Philip Glass. Right, I get what you're right? saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, now I'm going to give it a listen if it's on Spotify. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's that's more generous than I actually I'm gonna do expected. It. I'm going to yeah. try to grow. Now, this next clip is, I mean, pure Kirk. I knew oh. that I didn't have to select this one because yeah. you would. Yes, it's, I mean, of course I'm going to put uh, Sade, Smooth Operator. Yeah. Her first hit. Her biggest hit. Her Right? Not or, no, no. Uh, like, um, No Ordinary Love, that was bigger uh, later on. Uh, that was like 92 and stuff. I, okay, it might technically be a bigger Oh, what she's hit. known for? I would say that the Joe Average knows Smooth Operator yeah, more. I would 100% agree. Yeah. Hot take. Not my favorite uh, no, song. No, agree. It's, great. it's fine. Agree. It's fine at best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, others are uh, Sweetest Taboo is way better. Oh, Sweetest Taboo is way better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The smooth Operator is uh, great. Yeah, it's it got sex, so yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, let's watch the video. Let's watch a very young Charday who still looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the saxophone. Charday is not corny, but this is as close to corny as Charday yeah, gets. I get that. I get that. And again, you're like, this is Julian Temple. We just yeah. saw fucking Jean-Michel Jarre, this crazy-ass video. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is like a few years later, but it was like, now this is just this kind of standard 80s performance video. Yeah, this is this is a lot closer to Blue Jean and, yeah. even, and even Poison Arrow. Yeah. Definitely. But it's still very, like, British 80s. Yeah. yeah. In a club. Something's going down. Like... As with Blue Jean, there is the artist performing the song on stage, mm-hmm. but it's not like so many other music videos where it's just a concert. Yes. That's no, it's not a concert. Stage. She's, she's in a setting. It's a club. There's a plot going on that I don't know what the plot is. I think is. she's singing the plot. Yeah. Because she's not part of the plot. She's yeah. singing. She's the narrator. She, she's the chanteuse at yes. this like, dinner club. Yes. Uh, while these shady looking men like do a deal they're making some sort of deal yeah because they're smooth operators they're smooth operators but oh god I love her the hook is so good the the hook is good and I like the sax but again I mean as much as I live for Chardet this is probably my least favorite song of hers ever yeah but it's good and it also suffers from over familiarity I think yeah I think you're right this one's always played so I can see how you're like this is the one people know for Mm -hmm. Oh, someone blew up a uh, a club. Something was on fire, and she's witnessing it. She witnessed it. Yeah. A gun. Ooh, yeah. There's like there's like spy shit going on. There's spy shit going on. Yeah. Again, we don't really know. Now, in this sense, I think it's closest to breaking the law in terms of there being a plot and it seeming yes. criminal. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. You can kind of follow it. Like yeah. something's going on. 
Because nothing's going on really in Blue Jeans. Yeah. Nothing's really going on in ABC's Poison Arrow. Big difference being that uh, Judas Priest doesn't have a sax player. <laughs> no. Sorely lacking a sax They player. could, though. If the Stooges have one, why I mean, Judas could, Priest have had one? That, that kid who did the saxophone where you don't need in songs, yeah. you could put it in Breaking Law. Oh, oh, I should try to message him and see if yes. I can. Because sometimes people will make requests and then that's where... Do like that or you get yeah. another thing coming. Do Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Yeah. yeah. That would be challenging. Like, I think uh, after after Midnight Song might be pretty easy. Yeah. But this Breaking Law would be hard. But I would, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is she being blackmailed? Ooh. Oh, because she's seen someone recorded someone having sex. Now, I don't mean to be lookist, but I'm just going to put this out there. Sure. Sade is pretty good looking. Maybe she's, it's just me, but for me, Sade is pretty. <laughs> Listen, she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. She's like the best looking human I being mean, who's ever lived. And if you Google her now, you're like, what are you doing? How are you still the same? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think there's anything offensive or problematic about what I'm about to say, but... She looks like she sounds. Yes. Do you no, know what I mean? She does. Yeah. It all fits. Like that voice coming out of that person, like just makes perfect sense. It 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 always fits. Yeah. She knows exactly who she is. Oh, she's crying. Ooh. He's too smooth an operator. Too, the opera, and she he blows a kiss to her. She knows she will never see him again. You know, now that I'm looking, uh, listening to this and looking at the cool video, it's like, oh, this song's better than I thought it, than <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a movie like Pulp Fiction or Goodfellas, where every time I see it on TV, I'm like, am I really going to stop and watch this again? And then after a couple minutes, I'm like, yeah, no, this is, no. I'm going to watch this until the end because it's great. You're right. It's great. Because even though I said this is my <laughs> least favorite Sade song. Yeah. I don't ever stop playing it. Yeah, no, it is it, it, it rules. If I hear it, I stop and go, "Oh, but this is Sade." Yeah. So yeah, I should I should make an amendment. Yeah, my, my opinion before we hit play was, nah, "I've heard it before." <laughs> yeah, but no, like, that was I was so getting into it. I was like, yeah. oh, this rules." One hundred percent. I was the same yeah. way. Yeah. Same way. Already, what a mix of artists and songs. What is going on with Julian, yeah. man? JT, come on, and and uh, real creative videos too. Yeah. I'm very curious to know. <laughs> just saw what this is. Oh, your opinion of this next song. This I know this is, was a big hit in the 80s this was for a band huge. that's associated with the 60s and early 70s. This was a huge, huge song. Hit. This, is, this is a song I loved as a little boy because my dad's a huge Kinks fan. Okay. And I remember him uh, playing the State of Confusion album. Like, before I knew... Uh, you really got me. Yeah. I knew Come Dancing by the Kinks. Which I is, loved this song when I was a little boy. Interesting with your dad because it's it's cool that he wasn't like, it's 80s Kinks. I don't really yeah. like him. It's not like, because you, you really got me. It's completely different from. Yeah, but dancing. he, I mean, he was still like, he was, technically he was still in his 20s when this came out. In 1982, my dad oh, was, my dad wow. was 29. So That's it's like, crazy. I don't know, if, you're, if, if one of your favorite bands from when you were a yeah. teenager or a kid yeah. came out with a new album that was a big hit when you're in your 20s, you'd get it and listen to it. When Come Dancing came out, yeah. I was like, I didn't care about it, but I was never hating it. I never changed the radio station, ever. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm going to listen to this, it's fine. Yeah, I just yeah. wondered, like, I really thought you could go either way with this, where... 
it would either be just like too corny and goofy for you, or if it's just real catchy and nostalgic and it's fun catchy for and you. nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Once again, I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia article about yeah. the video here. For, hopefully, we're two for two because there's so much good information, and rather than try to give it to you secondhand, I'll, I'll read it straight. The promotional music video for Come Dancing was shot in November 1982 at Ilford Palais in Essex. The video was produced by Michael Hamlin and directed by Julian Temple, with choreography done by Jim Cameron. I don't know who Jim Cameron is. I'm assuming they're not talking about the director of Terminator (laughs) and Avatar and Titanic. Uh, Dave Davies later said of Temple, Julian was such a posy sod. (laughs) Walking around in a fur coat like he was Orson Welles, even though he was only doing a promo video. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, that makes me love Julian Temple even more. It makes me love both Julian Temple and Dave Davies. Definitely. Because Dave Davies is such a crank. He's calling him out. <laughs> but I love that Julian Temple is just going to just yeah. have an image with it and lean into yeah. it. Local fans of the band appeared as the audience in the video. The video was first broadcast in Britain in December 1982 on The Tube, a show on Channel 4, making its American debut on MTV on March 25th, 1983. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Temple said of this scene, quote, I was standing behind Scorsese at a bar, and he was going on about that shot, saying it was one of his favorites ever. There's a Buñuel film, <laughs> Simon of the Desert, okay. where this guy who's, it sounds like a, he was walking around a fur coat thing, he was Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. There's a Buñuel film, Simon of the Desert, where this guy who's been suffering on his pillar in the desert in BC whatever ends up in some weird club in Mexico City in 1965. It's a bit like that. Ray did it beautifully. The fact he's so still and they're all heaving around him, I think Ray could have been more of an actor. He has a great, deep sense of film. Okay. Okay. Sure. So the only other thing I want to say about this that I found out researching this episode is the lyrics are very clearly about, he sings about my sister used Mm -hmm. to go dancing at the, you know, at the club or whatever it's all about his sister dancing and uh and then at the end his sister has grown up and has a kid and but he's nostalgic for when Mm -hmm. his sister used to go dancing what i found out that in real life uh ray davies sister died while dancing at a club of a heart attack seriously she was 31 and he was 13 oh and it was different and it was his birthday and for his birthday she gave him his first guitar then she went out dancing and died of a heart attack dancing. Wow, that gives a whole new meaning to the song. And none of that is part of the lyrics of yeah. the song, but like inspired it the song. It informs it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't, like I had a shiver run down my back because I never knew that. It's no. not in the song and I never knew that about his oh, sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've not seen this video since it first came out. I haven't seen it in a while, but it was enough of a hit that like even in the 90s it would come up. On VH1 and MTV oh. sometimes. So I, I saw it a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a legit big hit. Yeah. And and like I said, I liked it as a little boy. And I think I've referred in the past to my dad making me a mixtape of like my favorite songs when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And I had like Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder on yeah. it and um, some other stuff, including this. This was a big favorite yeah. of mine. Yeah. This is a big hit. And, and this Julian Temple video is... There's a through line with this and... Smooth Operator and uh, Blue Jean, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely... There's a, again, you it's can, performing a, at, like a, yeah. at a club. Yeah, but, exactly. There's yeah. definitely a through line for that. But that's also what this song is about, yeah. as opposed to the other ones. So. 
Do you think he's doing some sort of patois? No. Okay. No, I mean, they're the most British band of all okay. time. Like, I know you, you're probably not a big Kinks fan. No, I only know the big songs. Yeah, and you know, like, the proto-punk of You Really Got Me yeah, and stuff and, like that. But a lot of their their stuff after that is, like, very British mm, stuff. Like, this is actually more in line with a lot of their... Oh, okay. A lot of their 60s and 70s stuff after their first big Okay. Like, a lot of it is, like, British nostalgia. Oh, okay. You know? Yes. Julian knows his British. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. That could get us to be like, so we'll see, Britishness. We'll see later on that you're like, when he does with some American artists, yeah. it looks different. This is such a poppy song. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I've not seen this video since I was like 14 or 15. I don't know what this character he plays is, this mustachioed no. smooth operator. Yeah. Kind of did, but you can't really pull it off. <laughs> and and Ray has a very distinctive voice that I like a lot. Yes, very he's, much. He's not a great singer, but his voice has a lot of character, yes. which is one of my favorite things. As someone who can't really sing, but have a unique yes, quality. Yes, you have a style. Yeah, like a David Byrne. Or a, How many members are in the Kings? Four? I think there are four pieces. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe five, but I think four. Okay. It's Brothers, Ray and Dave Davies, and two or three other guys. Yeah, some other people. Yeah. And like so many bands with brothers, they hated each other. Always! Good lord! Always! That's that's Dave. Okay. Maybe brothers shouldn't be in bands for the sake of their relationship. But sometimes that tension of hating each other is what creates the magic. It really does. The Everly Brothers hated each other. Oasis? Yeah. You know? Oh, they played the fuck out of this video. Yeah. I remember. It was standard. Yeah, I know that it was a big hit. I'm surprised that it was a hit. Yeah, same. With, like, MTV audiences. Yeah. Like, really? Like, teens in the 80s got into this? Okay. Yeah, it was pop radio, man. Yeah. It's super catchy. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that, that hook is, like, real corny, but I like it. It's very, very corny. But you know what? It hits you. It hits you deep, and you're just yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to lean into it. And now that I know the backstory, there's a whole other layer to it. I mean, you think it's just this silly song, but... Yeah. Like, okay, yes, it's, uh, it's obviously a tribute to his sister. Yeah. I didn't know his sister died... Yeah. What, when he was still a child? Yes. Doing the thing that the song is about. Like, that's so dark. And gave him the guitar that got him into music. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, if, if you wrote that as fiction, you'd be like, come on. Yeah, you're like, stop. That didn't happen. That's way, stop it. You're yeah. this very JV writing. Yeah. But in real life, you're like, oh my God. Ah, uh, it always ended uh, like that. It's a good way to end. Yeah. doesn't fade, just ends. Yeah, it's a song... From the 80s by a band most known for their work in the 60s about a time in like the 40s or 50s. 
but it makes me nostalgic from my childhood because yeah. my dad used to play it for me at the time. So there's so many layers. There's to a lot of this me. might be the most layered one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a great song. That's a good song. Uh, and your next one, <laughs> I'm glad you picked so I didn't have to because this would have been like the most automatic choice for me. Oh yeah, because this is one of your favorite songs. By, this, by this, this is my favorite Janet Jackson. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Which is, I know it's sort of a weird choice because it's, this is uh, When I Think of You. I love this song. Which is, I think it's actually the first single off Control. I don't no, know. No, the first single off Control was uh, uh, Nasty Boys. Yeah. This this is very oh, poppy. Oh, what have you done for me lately? Sorry. What have you done for me lately? Very poppy, super yeah. upbeat. But it's it's almost like a sketch of an idea. Like, it feels a little unfinished in a way that the I song? really like. Yeah. Interesting. I figured you'd like it too because the bass line's so fucking good. That's, I mean, that's what gets me. Yeah, the bass line gets you. Yeah. This is my second favorite song off of Control. Control. Yeah. First one would be um, Pleasure Principle. But sure. I love this song. This is one of three videos Julian Temple did with Janet Jackson. Yeah, now how you get from all the artists and videos we've seen uh, prior to this yeah. to Janet Jackson is a real leap. Yeah. But this is the video I was referring to when I said at the top that I can see the closest connection between this and Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the colors. and It's very, yes. it's very technicolor. There's yeah. a lot of choreography and a layer of artifice to it that I like a lot. It, yes. It's almost Broadway. Definitely. This video. Definitely. Well, you know, the other, this is the first video they did together. Okay. The second one was, we already did it with the Janet Jackson video, it was All Right. Oh, okay. So he did all right. Yeah. And then he did their other her other song, Escapade. All very similar looking. Yeah. I didn't I was gonna choose Escapade because it's a little bit lesser hit. Yeah. But there's not a lot going on with Escapade with the video. Yeah. And All Right was a fucking movie. So you can see elements of All Right in when I think of you because of the tracking shots and all that. Did did we watch this vi- did I bring this video to the Janet Jackson episode? I don't think I did. I don't think you did. I I'm surprised all... if I didn't because it's my favorite Maybe Janet Maybe you did. Yeah. And I brought All Right. Yeah. Because All Right was like a big opus like video. Yeah. Tap dancing. No, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't choose this because it was too similar. I don't know. I don't remember talking about it, but even if we've watched it before, let's watch it again. Let's Because it's fucking great. It's my favorite. I get very nostalgic hearing this song. It's just that, like, 80s innocent yeah. pop, like, late 80s. Yeah. Like, oh, that little hook, that keyboard yeah. hook is so... It's the genius of the yeah. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It's very true blue. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I just love this sound, this aesthetic. Oh. Yeah, see, it's very, like, they later with All Right, they're like, okay, let's make it bigger. And, and and Julian Temple's style here is getting much more organized yes. and, and directed. Yes. Like, this doesn't feel British at all. No, it feels very American. Yeah. Like, this is clearly like a New York City urban setting, yes. but in a, in a very crisp and clean Broadway sanitized yes. way. How many extras did they get for this? So many. The set is so deep. All of these dancers had to audition for yeah. this. There's so many. This, this I think, out of everything in, in this episode is my favorite video of all the oh. videos we watched. Yeah, I think so, too. 
Uh, hi, Janet. Uh, this is peak Janet. This me. is... I miss, she has so many peaks. Apparently, she's coming out with a documentary. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, great. Well, I'll consume it. Put it in my veins. Oh, that's... That bass line. Goddamn Terry yeah. Lewis. I wish we could hear it better on the computer speaker. Yeah, but, uh, it's so, so good. It's just a happy song. Yes. You forget, too, like, she looks so young here. She is so young. She must 20, be, 21? She is 20. Yeah. Maybe 19. No, she's yeah. not 20, because when Control came out, it, she was 19. Yeah. So she's 20 here. And she, I mean, she looks it. She's very baby She looks very baby faced. Yeah. Later on, she becomes like just. Right, like the, when the Janet album came out and suddenly she was like so sexy. She's like a woman, yeah. yeah. Although for me, that's like sort of when I was first aware of Janet. You know? That makes sense, that time frame. Because so this came later. Well, I don't know. I, I remember being aware of Rhythm Nation. Yeah, God fucking Rhythm Nation. But this, again, this is played ad nauseum on MTV. This is very Earth Girls Are Easy. Yes. Yes. I think the choreography, too, is a little bit. Yeah. And it's all... Again, this is what uh, All Right was. It's like tracking shots. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, this almost feels like a jam. Or... I don't know how to describe it. Not that it... I hate to say unfinished, but... There's no real, like, verse-chorus-verse. Oh, it's just okay. kind of, you know... Maybe, like, it feels like a demo? Not even that, but it's complete for what it is, but it's just a little looser. You know? Oh, okay. That, uh, when you say that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and very kind of Michael here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her smile is just ridiculous. And this is this is pre New Jack Swing, but that sounds that sound yes. is very uh, um, Teddy Teddy Riley. Yes, yes. The, Teddy took it to the next level. Yeah, but he definitely borrowed from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and he'd be like the first to say it. Yeah. Too. yeah, this is all kinds of nostalgia. Yeah. Let's see how like there's no. It's a little unstructured. There are parts, but yes. it's not sort of like I first chorus verse. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah. yeah. When you said loose, that makes sense because yeah. it's not like a it's not like a tight jam. But that's what I love about it yeah. too. Yeah. Now this is strictly for the video. This this break because it's not on the song. This, right. Yeah. With all the, the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, this middle-aged Italian and/or <laughs> Jewish man doesn't like this. <laughs> this new, the this Wait, now the cops are here. Yeah. Oh, we're arresting the Oh, they arrested him. Because we want to dance. Because they're the fun police. Yes, all the nice police who dance around. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at everybody dancing and having a good time. glorious time. There's a, there's a fire juggler. Uh, good there's job, two, Julian. two. There's three. Three <laughs> fucking torch jugglers. God Bless you, Julian Temple, and what all that What a fun done. video for a happy song. I love that so you mean much. The guy who got to start with the Sex Pistols. Exactly. What the fuck? And it's only, it's not even a 10 year difference between them. Yeah, this never, was mind, never mind the bollocks came out in 77. The video is probably 78 yeah. or 79. Yeah, that's right. This video is 86 or 87. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, 86. Yeah. yeah. 
But by now, it's like he's one of the great music video directors. He's in demand. Julian Temple. He is in demand. Let's do another one of yours because uh, instead of alternating, I wanted to be selfish and end this with my last one. No, it makes sense because it kind of fits with the the, the Janet. This is the one you said is from the early 90s? This is like 92-3. Okay. This is Johnny Gill's The Floor. Your boy. Okay. My man, Johnny. Yeah. When I saw this, like I saw it on Wikipedia and I was like, I don't think that's right. I was convinced that like someone got that wrong because Jim Temple would never do a Johnny Gill video. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wait, no, it, it checks out. Yeah, I did the same thing. Not because I didn't believe you, but yeah. because it wasn't on a list that I was looking at of Julian yeah. Temple videos. So I was like, let me double check and Google it. And it was like, no, it is. He did direct. He yeah. did it. This is a... This is called The Floor. Mm-hmm. This is Johnny doing New Jack Swing. Listen. I love Johnny. This he's, is good. This is good. It's not great. It's not top tier Johnny. It's not Gale. top tier. It's yeah. a little lesser. It's yeah. a little lesser. B tier Johnny. Yes. And it's because uh, Rub You the White Right Way was that big, uh, his big solo album. Yeah. And My, My, My was fucking huge. So this is that second album. And that this is the time where each new edition's second album didn't do as well as their big album. Right. So Ralph came out with his second album. It didn't do well. Belle DeVos didn't do well. Bobby's did pretty well, but not as well as Don't Be Cruel. The one with my prerogative on yeah. it. Yeah. So this is why we got their reunion. Because all In these 96. albums tanked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was his cut. He's This song's not great. It's It sounds like generic New Jack Swing. Yeah. There's a better song called Quiet Time to Play, which is like legit better than My, My, My. Mm-hmm. I know that's weird coming from me. Um, <laughs> wow, what a, yeah, hot take. what a hot take. I don't have any opinions about it, but sure. <laughs> My hot take. Uh, but this is the floor. And if this is, I mean, if this is 92 or 93, this is really the tail end of New Jack Swing it in is. general. Yeah, and you'll kind of you'll kind of feel it. Although yeah. this is this is again Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis producing it, but it is yeah. definitively like it sounds a little tired. Now, as far as the video, were you already familiar with this video? Yes. Do you have any opinions about the video? There's Moving floors. Okay. I'll say that. But not in the like way... Like Jamiroquai? No, not even that cool. <laughs> Moving floors. You'll see. Okay. I- I'm curious to see if we can connect it in any way to any of the other videos we've seen. It might be tough. It's a yeah. dance video. See, floors, but it's humans. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. See, that's the like floor. humans under the floor. Humans that's under the terrifying. floor. terrifying. It looks like fire in the sky, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Julian Temple. Yeah. Yeah, this is 93. Uh, yeah. This is very 1993. Yeah. yeah. And I still... It's, it's New Jack with a gangsta flavor. Yeah. That's like kind of... Uh, yeah. And... Two great tastes that taste weird <laughs> together. When it came out, I was like, it's fine. I like it. Yeah. I still like it, but it's not like... It's not hitting me hard. Yeah. It's very generic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's two or three different elements that... Are already on the way out, and we've yes. seen done better before. Yes, right? but not not a failure on its own merits. It's just kind of yeah. like oh. it doesn't feel like a Johnny Gill song that he would do. It feels like a song that could be anybody. Do you know what? It, because of those things, it reminds me of more than anything. Oh boy, what? Pumps and a bump. <laughs> <laughs> pumps and a bump is better than that. I love pumps and a bump. I know we've talked oh. about. We both like it. I love it. But you. in terms of like. Uh, this is sort of a, this is sort of a, 
They're looking for something yes. commercial. Yes. I don't know if this is really what this artist even wants to be doing. Yes. Here's the thing, too. Yeah. Hot take. And this isn't me. This is the new edition miniseries. Yeah. They made fun that Johnny wasn't the best dancer in the yeah. miniseries. Like, yeah. the thing was, everyone in the edition was such a good dancer. Johnny was, like, fine. But he's the voice. He's, he's the voice. got a great voice. So he was not a... He was a fine dancer. He yeah. wasn't great. Sure. So to do a song about dancing on the floor, I'm sure the rest of the new edition was like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, and also, this isn't really featuring his voice in any way. No, like, that's the problem, too. Yeah. I want his voice. Like, it's not a Johnny Gill song. No, no. You know? This, I remember when this came out, it was one of those, like, I'm going to make myself really, really like this. Yeah, I'm gonna force myself, and I don't hate it, but I was like, yeah. yeah, I can see this being an eye roll. Yes, one of those things where it actually improves with age, because at the time, you know, sometimes when songs come out and they're chasing trends, yeah. and you're like, this sounds immediately dated because yeah. this trend is already almost over. Yeah, but now with 30 years of hindsight, you're like, I can take this on its own merits. Yes, that's and what sort I'm of at. reevaluate. I it. can take it for its merits and yeah. enjoy it for what it is. But this video is also like, this doesn't feel like a Julian Temple video. There's a oh, lot yeah, of quick I, You know what? I almost forgot that this is Julian Temple. <laughs> this is Julian Temple. It what? doesn't feel like him. No, it just feels like any 1993 it could be video. Any 1993 video. Yeah. Except he must have been like, it's called The Floor. We're going to have the <laughs> bodies under the floor. And Johnny's like, sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. It almost doesn't fit. Like it's almost like you got these dance breaks. Why would you get Julian Temple to do this one? Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, this is the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, of the, of very the... strange for Julian Temple to do this. Yeah, because it is essentially yeah, it, a dance. In video. the moment, I completely <laughs> forgot that we were talking about Julian. Yeah, Temple. exactly. This is it's so weird. <laughs> so weird that this is a like the like you see the Janet one, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this that's very Julian Temple. Yeah, but but. I mean, maybe it's because Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are involved, and they wanted Julian Temple. Could be. They worked with him before. That that could be. But also, like, it feels like Julian Temple's like. Whereas Johnny's doing the like, what's big now? He's doing it too, with like the smoke filled. There's water. Yeah. And it's just dancing, which I'm here for. But I'm like, this isn't Julian. Yeah. Zero about this is innovative. Yeah. It's fascinating that Julian Temple directed Except maybe the creepy things on the floor. And that's how they end the video. The creepy things yeah, on the floor. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Because it's called the floor. Because it's called the floor. I guarantee that's what It's called the floor. Let's do something interesting yeah. with the floor. Yeah. You'll have nightmares. I'm not going to say it's a swing and a miss, but it's fouled off. <laughs> it's to, a foul tip. To use, uh, to use some yeah. sports metaphor. It's a foul tip. It's yeah. a big, someone took a big swing thing and that's a fucking foul homer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, that's a foul tip. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... The, did you see what I saved for my last one? No, I missed it, so I'm excited uh, that I did. It's let's get, We're going back to the early 80s. Very British. Matches some of the ones where it's the band performing in, like, a clubby setting. This is one of my top five, possibly top three, favorite songs of all time. Do I know it? Absolutely okay. you do, because it's a big hit. Okay. And we've talked about Dave Wakefield before. Okay. Because we talked about, I think we talked about general public and yeah. tenderness. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I know exactly what this is. I almost fucking put it. Save it for later yes. by the English beat. Yes. Yeah. Ah. I love this song. Love this song. I love this song so much. And yet, 
this the original version, this version might not even be my favorite version. What is your favorite version? Pete Townsend covered this song. It's Pete Townsend's favorite song. I had no idea. He has a live album from 1985 in which he covered this. It's just Pete and an acoustic guitar, a few backup singers, and a saxophone. Is this on YouTube? And it's fucking I gotta gorgeous. Find I gotta find that. You know what? I think I'm gonna say I'll say say right now. I'm gonna save it for the saxophone B side for oh, when we do our next yes. B sides episode. That's that's it right there. It's such a beautiful fucking version wow. of this song, and it's like slowed down, and it's very it's more emotional. But mm-hmm. this song. It's it's one of my all time favorite songs. It's I so didn't know good. that this was your all time favorite song. I love this song. Not my all time favorite, but like I top said, five. top five, possibly top. I five. love. I mean, English beat is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, again, I want to read some notes from Wikipedia about mm-hmm. this because the English beats, uh, of course, when they started, one of, were one of the core, um, ska, you know, two tone ska yeah. ska revival bands with the specials. Yeah. And, and the selector and all of them. And they were very ska. There's nothing ska about this song. No. This is 82. It's a little later. Uh, and it's on their third and I think last album. Yeah, because they became general public. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and Ranking Roger, Ranking also Roger. from the English Beat, formed yeah. a duo called General Public. Yeah. And they did Tenderness. And I feel like this song and Tenderness go hand in hand. Just two oh, perfect 80s song, ten- pop songs. Tenderness right? hits me so hard. Yeah. Um, I can't decide which one I like. I guess it's, I I guess it's this one. I guess it's, I, I go save it for later. But the fact that it's not ska plays into the story of this that I'm going to read. Mm. Uh, from their 1982 album, Special Beat Service. Of course, the name of the band is The Beat. But in America, there was already a band called The Beat. So they That's went by right. The English I, Beat in the U.S. I forgot. You know, it sounds better anyway. The Beat? Yeah. No, I think English Oh, you like it. The English Beat? Yeah, right it's now? got a little more to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but when you're, when you're English, you wouldn't call yourself The That's English true. anything. Yeah. Uh, Save It For Later was written by beat guitarist Dave Wakefield as a teenager oh my God. before the founding of the band. The song was then attempted at band rehearsal. Although Wakeling said he always liked the song before he was in the group, the song was initially rejected by bassist David Steele for, quote, being too rock, too old wave. Wow. Which I can understand. Like, they're a ska band yeah. and saying, like, that's not really what we're doing. Yeah. Not judging it, but it's like, hey, we're doing this other thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for us to do it. But then it takes a turn where you're like, all right, okay, okay guy. Yeah. By the time of the band's third album, however, Steele had been unable to provide enough material and the record company began pressuring the band to record Save It For Later. Wakeling recalled... It was only really when the record company insisted on releasing the track, and I got a bit of courage and said, well, look, if it's not on our record, I'd rather just go and record it myself and bring it out. Steele continued to refuse to play on the backing track, leading Wakeling and drummer Everett Morton to record a basic track until the rest of the band relented. Now, that's where you're being an asshole. Yeah, you're not even being fucking shitty. You didn't... because yeah. you didn't bring enough to the yeah. table that the record company is like, you got to do something. How about that great song? Yeah. And you're still like, no. I'm not even going to play on yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like, all right, well, then you write yeah. something, Come up with a song, motherfucker. Yeah. And then they did it, and it's like, this is the best thing they ever did. Yeah, it's a great song. And their biggest hit, and I read something like Mike Lee said, like now it's responsible for something like two-thirds of all their royalties because it's such their oh, biggest Oh, that's their biggest hit. But this is just like, it's such a pretty song. Oh, and it's it. so, oh, It's so good. Save it for later, by the and this is very much a Julian Temple video. Yeah, With in a bar. Well, yeah, it's like a is a very British like yeah. basement pub. Yeah, you know, and sort of just 
this is very Sade, smooth yeah. outline. They're like it's just when, patrons doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, and, when yeah. he gets when he gets British, he oh, really yeah. gets British. <clears throat> Dave Wakeling has a great voice. How the fuck did he write this as a teenager? Doesn't that make you want to just like break something? Yes, yeah, flip the table. Yeah. Oh, there's such Dude, a good uh, band. Rock and roll is music for teens. Yeah, there really is. Great tambourine. Yeah, great tambourine. It is a great tambourine. This is a thrill. I just like the band performs while characters sort of have their own internal plots going on. Yeah, which is a lot of what uh, yeah. the videos have been. And he, he sort of leaves it up to the viewer to kind of decide what's going on. Yeah. Is that Rankin Roger with the tambourine? Yeah, I love yeah. Rankin Roger. R.I.P. Yeah, love him. Yeah, stuff's going on that has nothing to do with the band, and yeah. it's up to you to figure out what it is. Yeah, you have that in Blue Jean, you have yeah. it in Smooth Operator. Yeah. Kind of have it in Poisoning Room? A little bit, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Do not have it in the floor. Yeah. And people dancing. Wow. We found it. We cracked the Julian Temple We did. Code. No one thought we could do it, but we did it. I'm still mad about the bassist. Dude, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Just, yeah, just being snobby about yeah, Scott. Yeah, just if you're like, okay, I don't have another song. You yeah. can be like, okay, let's do it. I don't have enough. But to be shitty about it. He must have known on some level it's like, that song's so good it's going to overshadow everything I've ever written yeah. in this band. A hundred percent. Because when you're like, I'm not going to perform on yeah. it, you know in your heart that it's going to be big. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. This solo. Wow. There's such a wistfulness to this song that yes. kills me. But it's funny to hear this, and I love this song, but then yeah. like it gets Mirror in the Bathroom. Yeah. Which is a great song, but totally different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Now, even in the video, the bass player's playing like a, a phony jug yeah, band stand-up like, bass. Like, that. Even in the video, I'm not even going to pretend to play the bass. No, I'm just going to fucking fuck yeah. around. I mean, this honestly, this might as well be like a David Wakefield solo record or or yeah. even a general public record. Yeah, but, 100%. But he generously gave it to his band at the time. Now, what, what was the bassist's name again? Dave Steele. Oh, this outro. Oh, the outro is everything. I love it. And I can see, like, it almost sounds like a Pete Townsend song. Like, there's there's an element of this that kind of reminds me of, like, Let My Love Open the Door. Oh, I, you mean the best song? Yeah. I fucking was, love that oh, song. That's, oh, that's so good, too. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said this a long, long time ago. Um, English Beat Breaks Up. Yeah. And they and they segue, they break up into two parts. There's General Public and Fine Young Cannibals. And Dave Steele's oh, David Steele's Fine, Fine Young, Young Cannibals. Cannibals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, dude, you went up and did pop music anyway. Right, but he was saying this band doesn't okay. do that. Yeah. This other band that I formed, Fine Young Cannibals, does that. Yeah. But this English beat does not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, still. I'm sure since then he has said, like, I was wrong. It's okay. the best song ever. Written. It's our it's our best song for yeah. a reason. And a very Julian Temple video. So like you yeah. I'm glad you ended on that because now we've gone really full circle where this is yeah. really a Julian Temple video. And also 
any mixtape or playlist that you put Save It For Later on, not just because of the title of the song, but because of just how good it is and the sound of yeah. it, should be the last song. Especially because of the way it ends. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's got a great outro. It's a great outro. And it's it called is. Save It For Later. Yeah. God, we're so good. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're real podcast artists. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Took us a while, but we really yeah. found ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I, we put Julian Temple as a topic on our list literally like two years ago at this point. Yeah. And it was so much better than I ever thought it was going to be. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, I knew he directed a lot of videos, but until we started to put it together, I was like, not only such a variety of artists, but all great artists. Yeah. Fun and stuff. Cool videos. Yeah. And, yeah. When, you, when we had it, I was like, okay. I'm putting Blue Jean on because I know he did Blue Jean. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm not sure what else he did. So I'll have Blue Jean. A bunch of shit. And he did yeah. a bunch of shit that was all fun and good. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you, Julian Temple. Well done, JT. I'm a big fan uh, and have been since I watched Earth Girls Are Easy every weekend on Comedy Central. Oh, my 30 God. That's right. It's on so much. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is... Hosted and produced by me, Paul Ciampanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Check out his stuff on Bandcamp. That's B-A-G-W-E-E-D. Until next time. See ya.